Thank you for listening today to our podcast here at Word of Life. We're delighted that you tuned in. And I pray that while you hear us talk, you hear the Holy Spirit speak. I know God's got a big plan for you. We're excited to be a part of that plan. Hopefully we will see you sometime soon, maybe even this weekend. Until then, we pray you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Well, good morning, Word of Life Island Colony. How's everybody doing today? Hope that you guys have had a great week. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Ryan Lamberson. I'm the executive pastor here at Word of Life Church, and I'm filling in for Pastor Joel today. And I'm really excited. We had a great time for the 8.30 service. We're going to have a good time for the 10 o'clock service. A couple months ago, I had something that God really put on my heart. I knew at some point I would share it. And so today is your lucky day. I'm going to share that with you today. But before we do anything else, let's go to God in prayer and pray over our service today. Let's bow our heads. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity today just to come into your presence. Father, we thank you that during that time of worship that that you just met with us. And Father, I thank you that your Holy Spirit just continues to speak to our hearts today. Let your peace just rest upon us today. Father, we say a prayer for all those affected from the the hurricane, the Gulf Coast. Father, we just lift up all those families to you. Thank you that those without power and those that have had flooding, that your hand just be upon them, that your grace be upon them, Lord, during this time as they get back to normal over these next several weeks. And Father, we thank you that as we just hear the word today, Father, that your word tells us that if we just don't hear it, but we do it, that we'll be blessed in our deeds. So Father, we thank you today that... You speak to our heart a word in due season. You speak to our heart something that we need exactly for today, for this week, and for this time and this year. And Father, we thank you that we'll just receive it, Lord. But we'll just not hear it, but Lord, we'll be faithful doers of it so that we can see your blessing upon our lives. And Lord, we thank you for it today. And everybody said, Amen. Well, today, something I'm going to share with you is today's message title, and that is this. It's called Small Adjustments and Big Rewards. Small Adjustments and Big Rewards. And I've got the perfect story, something that happened to me really probably about eight or nine years ago that I feel like will really set us up to kind of go through the message today. And about eight or nine years ago, I had something happen in my life, and it really taught me some lessons that I feel like will be great to share today. And what it was is, We've got pine trees all around our house, at my house, and it drops pine straw all year long. But not only that, I've got a swimming pool, and you can imagine that acts as a giant net to catch all the pine straw all the time. It doesn't matter if it's fall, winter, spring, it just drops all the time. And so finally, I got to a point where I was like, I got to do something about this. This is really stealing my peace. It's stealing my joy. It's really, it's upsetting me. Every time I've got to clean this stuff up and I've got to fish this pine straw out of my pool, I'm like, it's time for me to do something here. It's been a couple of seasons. What can I do? Well, in the process of time, we were building our first phase over at Lakeland Drive and the campus over there, and there was some lifts always around. And so I'd jump on there every once in a while, and I'd jump on one of those lifts and just try to learn how to do it and drive it around until the superintendent would come up to me and kick me off. And so I thought to myself, well, I could rent a lift from my house, and um, how hard could it be? And then I'll get a chainsaw, and then I'll be in business. I can cut some of these limbs down, because I knew as sure as I call one of these tree services, they're going to come out, and they're going to say, hmm, you know, look about three or four limbs here, going to be a couple thousand dollars. And I was like, I don't want to pay that much money just to get a couple limbs cut down. And so I was like, I can do this myself. 
Do any of you guys got neighbors that basically they do everything themselves? And sometimes you look at them out of the corner of your eye, or maybe you're looking right at them and you're like, why are you doing this? You should be calling a professional to come do this. Well, sometimes I am that neighbor, unfortunately, so I apologize on behalf of all the people that are like that. Well, anyway, I get this lift, and of course you go to the, to the rental store, and they ask you a question, do you know how to use this, sir? And I was like, well, yeah, I know how to use this, so no problem. I get the lift, and I really don't know what I'm doing. As, as I get to my house, I'm just trying to back the lift in the driveway, and I hit my neighbor's mailbox. Now, this particular neighbor, I had never had a conversation with before that time. And so my first conversation with this neighbor was walking up to his door and knocking on it. And he's the kind of neighbor that when you wave at him, they just never wave back. So I'm like, I already feel like this guy does not like me at all. And so I'm walking up to his house for the first time. This is the first introduction that we have. And I've lived there for a few years, at least by that point. And he says, yeah, what can I do to help you? And I'm like, "Uh, I just hit your mailbox. By the way, my name's Ryan. (laughs) And uh, I promise I'll get it fixed as fast as possible. And he was like, oh, yeah, no problem. He turned out to be the nicest guy in the world. And we really haven't had a conversation (laughs) since that time. And he still doesn't wave. So anyway, but anyway, super nice guy. Well, it takes me an embarrassing long amount of time to back the trailer in the driveway. After I hit the neighbor's mailbox, I finally get it set up. And it's one of those self-stabilizing lifts. And so I'm trying to learn how to get this thing up in the air. It's not the same as the kind that we had on the job site And I'm about to the point, I'm like two hours in, an embarrassing amount of time, and I finally get this thing working. And I'm finally like, okay, I I can do this. I'm not going to have to call a professional. Even though my wife, every time I get into one of these do-it-yourself projects, she's like, you should probably call somebody. You know, remember the last time and the last time where you end up having to try to call somebody? Well, sometimes it works, but most of the time it doesn't with these projects that I have around the house. But anyway, in this case, I was like, I just need a chainsaw, too. I borrowed a chainsaw from a friend. And that friend asked me a very important question. They said, have you used one of these before? And I was like, yeah, I've used one of these before. I didn't tell him it was when I was a boy. And I just handed it to my father as he was cutting down a tree limb. And so we have dangerous on top of dangerous at this point, right? So I'm up in the lift, you know, trying to figure out what I'm doing. I got the chainsaw going, and so I finally get to the point where I start dropping these limbs down, and I feel like such a success in this moment. Like, I finally did it. I'm not going to get ripped off by this tree service. I'm going to save some money. I'm going to get this thing done, and it's going to be a win for the weekend. How many of you guys have ever had one of those projects where you're guys, you're like, this is going to take like three hours, ends up taking like two or three days, all weekend long, several trips back to the home improvement store, all that kind of stuff. That was exactly what this project was. So I start dropping one limb after the next, after the next, and I realize very quickly this is like half the job because I've got limbs everywhere, and my neighbors are already looking at me. You know, do you guys have one of those neighbors that they're always out there walking their dog, and they just start walking real slow, and they're watching you and just kind of seeing what's going on here? Well, I've got a lot of people just kind of checking me out by this point, like, what are you going to do with those limbs once you get them knocked down? You just don't need to leave them there. Like, we're trying to keep our neighborhood nice. Can you please get this stuff picked up? So I feel all their thoughts in my head at this point. So I get them all down to the ground. I get out there. I start getting the chainsaw, and it's like the great outdoor games, only minus all the skill and the talent, <laughs> right? And I am chopping up these tree limbs, and I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, i got to start bringing these things down to the curb to get somebody to come pick these things up. And as I do that, I'm going one after another, and I'm like, well, I'll just start cutting the bigger pieces, right? So it'll be less work to have to do. 
because I'm really tired by this point. And so I'm, I'm picking up one limb after the next. And I reach down, I pick up this big limb, and all of a sudden I feel something in my back. Have you guys ever hurt yourself where you feel it and you hear it at the same time? It was one of those moments for me where I was like, I really just did something. I just hurt myself. I don't know how bad I did, but it sounded bad and it feels bad right now. But I just kept on going and I kind of finished the job. Well, I knew I kind of did something, but I'm like, oh, I'm in my 20s. I'll just be able to just work through it and it'll heal up. It'll be no big deal at all. Well, a couple days later, it starts hurting worse. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just take some, like, some leave and put some ice on it, put some heat on it, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'll bounce back. Well, it starts hurting a couple weeks later. And one week turns into the next week, turns into the next week. And really, I'm about a month in, and then my knee is just popping and locking all the time. I start walking, you know, with a bit of a limp, not like a cool limp, but kind of like, what's up with that guy's leg type limp when everybody's looking at you? And my wife's like, you need to go to the doctor. And I'm like, no, it's fine. I'll be able to just keep on, you know, self-treating, self-medicating here, and I will be okay. Well, one month turns into the next month, and finally I'm driving one day. And I am in the point of literal tears. The pain is so bad in my back. And I'm like, gosh, you have really done it this time, Ryan. Your back is in so much pain. Like you're, you're literally crying going down the road. I don't know if any of you guys have ever been in pain like that before. Some of you guys probably have. It's a terrible, terrible feeling. And I realize at this point, I've got to go get some help. So I go to the doctor. They refer me to a specialist. And the specialist refers me to a surgeon, and he sits down in the chair next to me, and he says, Ryan, you're in your 20s. You're too early to have surgery on your back. But he said, if you get to the point where you just can't deal with the pain anymore, and I was already having to take some medication to deal with the pain because it was so bad, he was like, you come back and see me, and I'll do surgery on you. My dad had had back surgery, and just it got even worse for him. And I'm like, this guy just gave me two bad options. Bad option here, or you can do the other bad option here. And so I'm like, I'm all out of options I feel like, and this is getting worse and worse. Well, I go to church kind of the next Sunday. I end up having two different people. I'm kind of sharing with them what's going on. Tell me about this chiropractor. Two different people don't know each other. They mention the same guy, and they're like, you need to go see Dr. Ivanov. He is a good chiropractor. Because I was like, I've been to a chiropractor before. That's not going to do. I mean, i got something serious going on here. They're like, no, he's really good. You need to give him a shot. So I go see Dr. Ivanov. And he does my x-rays, and he takes a look at me. Dr. Ivanov, his family's from Russia. They moved over here. And so I was like, okay, what do you think, Doc? Well, Dr. Dr. Ivanov, this is going to be my Russian accent. He's like, Ryan, I tell you, uh, he was like, a, you know, what's happened here is you're, you're out of alignment. And he said, you need some small adjustments, you know, over a couple of times a week over the next few months. And he said, I think that uh, we'll get you back better. I think we can get you out of pain. Just stick with me, Ryan. And I was like, I'll do anything that you tell me to do, if it will get me out of this pain. Well, he adjusted me that day. He said, what had happened was, you've got all this tension in your back, and you let it go, and you let it go, and you let it go, and rather than coming to get a small adjustment earlier, now you're in full force pain here in this situation. But he adjusted me a couple times a week over the next couple months, and it got me completely out of pain. When I see Dr. Ivanov, I just want to pick him up in the air and give him a big hug because I don't know if you guys have ever been in a moment like that where you have made a small adjustment and it's 
taken you to a big breakthrough in your life. It was a big reward for me to live in life without pain every single day. It made a big difference for me. And I realized in that moment that there are, there's such a spiritual application to this as well. That so much of the time, if we just make small adjustments, it can lead to big breakthrough and it can lead to a big reward in our life. And for me, what I did not pay attention to in that moment was I was getting out of alignment. I was not paying attention to the tension that was taking place in my body, and I let it go, and I let it go, and I let it go until it got to a place where it became a big problem for me. So what I want to talk to you today about this is about a few of the steps that we can do to make these small adjustments and get into the big things of God, get into the big rewards that God has for us by making these small tweaks. And the first thing that we've got to do is we've got to recognize when we're out of alignment. So how do you know you're out of alignment? Well, when it comes to our bodies physically, not just, you know, maybe you hurt your arm or you hurt your back. There's a scripture in Galatians 6, 3, excuse me, 6, 8. It says, for he that sows to the flesh shall also reap corruption, but he that sows to the spirit shall reap life everlasting. And when I look at this scripture, we're three-part being. We're spirit, soul, and we're body. And so whenever we look at it, sometimes we can get out of alignment in our flesh, in our body. Maybe it is we have the wrong things in front of our eyes too much. Maybe life has gotten difficult and we try to start numbing in some sort of way and we just decide to binge watch. Or maybe we've had too much news in front of our eyes or maybe we've heard too much of the wrong counsel from the wrong people and there begins to be a corruption in our lives, a decaying. Things start to get worse. There begins to get to be a tension in our lives and all of a sudden we start to get out of alignment. You know, our eyes and our ears are our gates to our soul. And when it comes to getting out of alignment, we've got to recognize these things so that we can make small adjustments before it gets to become something that's too big in our lives and gets to be a big problem like I saw in my life. We can get out of alignment when it comes to those things. But also we can get out of alignment in our lives relationally. So how do we know that we're out of alignment and we have attention in our lives relationally? Well, in Galatians 5, and 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, it's peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. How do we know we're out of alignment relationally? The easiest way to tell is that there's not a lot of fruit in the relationship anymore. Maybe it's with a spouse. Maybe it's with a friend. It's a coworker. It's a parent. Whatever it is. If there's a lack of peace there, you're around that person. And you're like, anytime I get around you, I just start to lose peace, right? Or whenever I get around you, there's no joy in the relationship anymore. Or maybe you just completely lost patience in that relationship and there's an alignment that's gotten out of place and there's tension all of a sudden and you look at it and you're like, I just can't even do this with you right now. I don't have the patience for it. When there starts to be a lack of fruit in our lives, that's how we know that we're starting to get out of alignment. And there is tension building in our lives. There's tension building in our hearts. For me, I experienced a time like this in 2014. I had made a decision that after I finally got my back feeling better, I'm like, I've got to do something to try to just get back in shape so this doesn't happen to me again, right? And we had this usher over at the the Lakeland campus I call him Big Tony. He's a professional trainer. And he said, hey, Ryan, you really need to do something with yourself so you don't get hurt again. And so I'm laughing. He was like, you need to get in shape. And I'm like, of course, you would tell me this. You, you look like you play professional sports or something. And he was like, no. He was like, I'll train you for free if 
You come out here, and he said, if you do a, a competition, he said, I'll train you for free if you get up there on stage. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll think about it. Maybe I'll do something like that. Maybe I won't. Well, I ended up taking him up on the offer. And I got in the best shape of my life during that time, so much so that I sent my dad a picture one day, and he's like, that's not you. And I was like, what do you mean, Dad? That is me. He lives in Oklahoma. He's like, no, that's not you. He was like, you've clearly Photoshopped this picture. And I was like, thanks, Dad. But no, it really is me. He was like, I'm not going to believe you until I talk to your wife, Hope. And I was like, Dad, it's me. You know. And so I had really gotten in great shape. And I was spending all this time in the gym. I was spending all this time trying to eat healthy and prep my food and all this kind of stuff. And in the process of time, I did a couple competitions. And then we had two boys at that time. And, and Hope was pregnant with our, our third child, Jagger. And we came to this moment where I was gone a few times a week going to, to train with Big Tony, right? And I was at the house less and less. You guys can maybe see where this story is going. My wife had two small boys at the time. I was out doing my thing and being selfish and all this kind of stuff. And I remember this moment. We had a come to Jesus meeting, right? And so I'm kneeling by my wife's bed. And she's like, hey, this is really starting to, to take a toll, you being gone so much. I mean, I know it means something to you, but we've got these two boys here. There's another one coming. And all of a sudden, I had this moment where I'm like, I've gotten out of alignment. There has created a tension in my relationship. There is a lack of peace in my wife's life because she doesn't have the help of me in the evenings. There's for sure a lack of joy every time I left to go train, right, in my home. And so there started to be less and less fruit during that season because I was just out doing something, pursuing myself, and not paying attention to the tension that it was causing in that relationship. And so for me, I made an adjustment during that time to where I was like, I want to make excuses, I want to keep doing it, I think I can still fit it in there, fit my schedule in there, all that kind of stuff. But I made the adjustment, and after I did, there was so much more peace in our home and joy in our home and our marriage, all because I made a small adjustment that led to a big reward. And once we had our our third baby boy, Jagger Woods, I'm so glad that I made that adjustment because it allowed me to have the time to really enjoy my time with him. And... Their older brothers, my oldest two, they wanted to be in service today, but I didn't want them to hear this part. Jagger is my favorite. <laughs> and they were like, we want to sit in here. I was like, I think you need to go upstairs to kids' church. And that's the reason, honestly, I sent them up there. I was like, it's not going to be good for you. But anyway, I had enough time where I had the margin built in where I could spend that time and really enjoy spending time with my, my third boy. And if I hadn't done that, if I had not paid attention to the tension, if my wife had not come to me that day and was just like, there needs to be an adjustment here, I would have missed out on that and I would have got to be even more out of alignment. And when we're out of alignment, it does nothing but bring more and more pain into a relationship, more and more pain into our lives because it gets to be so much that if we delay too much, it just gets to be more and more. These things just don't go away by themselves. But how do we know if we're out of alignment, spiritually speaking? So we know, we know physically that if we sow too much towards the flesh, we're going to reap corruption. Relationally, there's going to be a lack of fruit in that relationship. 
But how do I know I'm out of alignment spiritually speaking? I love this scripture in Matthew 12, 34. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. That is the number one way we can tell our heart has begun to drift. There is a tension in our lives spiritually, and we're out of alignment as this, is that our words start to get really, really loose. What I mean by that, we're a lot more critical. We're a lot more judgmental. What we're saying is a lot more negative and a lot less positive. I don't know if you guys have been there before, but I've experienced that where I've been just a lot less patient and I'll say something that I shouldn't have. And then have any of you guys ever said something you're like, you wish you could get those words back? Or as soon as you said it, you were like, this is going to be trouble. I should not have said this. This is going to have to be damage control. This is going to bring pain in my life because I said something I shouldn't have. Well, what's taking place in our life during that time is that there is a tension that is building that if we don't recognize it, it will lead to pain like that. But out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So whatever our heart is full of, those things are going to come out of our mouth. And so we, we can catch it early if we can, if we realize I'm not really talking the way that I need to. I'm not really saying the things that I need to. And if we catch those things early, we can make the small adjustments spiritually that will lead us into the big things that God has for us. But there's something that happens after we know that we're out of alignment. And most of the time, we really do know. We know in our heart that something's off track relationally. We know something is off track spiritually in our lives. But something happens to the best of us. Even the most experienced Christian, this thing can happen to us just as easy as somebody that's brand new to it. Is when we know we need to make an adjustment, we sometimes get caught in the trap of excuses. You see, small adjustments ignore can turn into small excuses, which can turn into to big problems for us in our lives. And between us knowing we need to make the adjustment, that we're starting to get out of alignment, sometimes before we get to making the adjustments, what happens is you do just like I did. I realized I was getting in more and more pain, and I just made excuses for it. I'll get better. It'll get better. Things will change. Things will turn around. And I keep on trying to touch that thing with my own hands and fix that problem myself. But over the course of time, it never gets better by itself. And we get caught in this trap of excuses. And there's a story in the Bible. To me, it's probably top ten Old Testament stories. One of the most famous stories in the Bible that perfectly illustrates a man that gets out of alignment, gets into trouble, but makes a small adjustment and it leads to a big reward in his life. And that is the story of David and Bathsheba. It's the second Samuel. So I'm going to give you the clip notes of it instead of reading through the entire chapter and kind of summarize it for us today. But basically you've got David and the chapter starts off by making a really important statement. It says, in the time of war where kings should be at war, David was not. There is a message just in that about being in the right place at the right time or being in the wrong place at the wrong time. There was already a tension there. There was probably already an excuse there, a small excuse about why David was in the palace and not out at war where he should have been during that time. And as the story goes, David sees a beautiful woman. He decides to have a relationship with her. One thing leads to another. He realizes Bathsheba has a husband. She just doesn't have a husband. He's a soldier, very honorable man, just a good man. And in the process of time, Bathsheba, she gets pregnant. David's got a problem on his hands. 
You see, he has made one small excuse after the next small excuse, and it has turned into a big problem in his life. And what David is doing in this moment is he's self-treating. He's trying to fix the problem himself. And whenever we fix the problem ourselves, like I said, it never, ever gets better. But we start to make these excuses. But something happens in this story with David. Things are getting worse and worse. The tension is getting worse and worse. The pain is getting worse and worse in his life. But there's a prophet named Nathan that comes to him. And Nathan comes to him and he shares this story with him. You ever had a friend that just shared a story with you and you're like, that's exactly what I needed to hear right now. That's exactly what I need to do. Thank you for sharing that. Now I know what I need to do. This is what Nathan did for David in this moment. Nathan shared so kindly this story with David about this man that had made some bad decisions and done some wrong things. And at the end of the story, David is like, where is this man? Let's go find him and let's deal with him swiftly. And he is just angered by it. And Nathan steps back and he tells David, he says, David, you are that man. And David realizes in that moment that he has sinned against God. And he realizes in that moment, because Nathan tells him, he says, David, if you repent to God, God will bring restoration to your life. God will still use you. God will still bless you. If you can make this small adjustment, God can still do great things through you. We all need a Nathan in our life, right? We all need somebody that can speak those things into our life and be a physician, more or less, in our lives. And so how we get caught in the trap of excuses is this, is we, we start to self-treat, but after we figure out we finally can't get anywhere with that, we finally, just like I had to do by going to that chiropractor, we had to see some, some person as a physician, some sort of counselor to look at our situation with us. And at that point, diagnosis is made. Nathan came to David and he said, look, here is a diagnosis. You have made some bad choices. You have sinned against God. And because of that, you need to make a small adjustment. You need to turn this thing around. And Nathan comes to him and he said, here, here, here's my suggestions for, for treatment. If you just simply repent, I'm telling you right now that God will turn this thing around and God will be able to use you. So we went from self-treating to realize I can't do that anymore. He sought out help. He sought out a relationship, a trusted divine connection. I mean, you guys know that God can speak to our hearts directly, but God will use men. He will use women. He will use spouses. He will use trusted people in our life to be able to confirm the things in our heart that we already know about those small adjustments that we need to make. And God used Nathan this very way in David's life. So he said, if you make this small adjustment, God can turn this thing around. And he gave him a recommendation to be whole again. To make the pain go away. That's what we want to see take place in our lives is this, is that when life gets to be so painful and we've done everything we know to do and we've self-treated as much as we know to do, we need somebody, we need God to step in or God to speak through somebody in our lives and help make us whole again and bring restoration to our lives The way that we keep from getting stuck in the trap of excuses is we have to invite the voice of God in our lives. We have to take time to listen and realize, I can't fix this thing on my own. God, speak to my heart. Or go to the person, the divine connections in your life that God can speak through, that we'll have open ears to hear. See, David listened to Nathan, but I guarantee you David didn't listen just to anybody. There are people in our lives that we will listen to that God has placed in our lives, and those relationships will be the very thing that gives us the courage to make 
those small adjustments. That gives us the faith to make those small adjustments when we know we need to, because so much of the time they're just right here. They're right here in our heart, and we realize, I need to make an adjustment. I need to make a change, but I don't know who to talk to about this. I don't know what to do about this. And we keep on, and we keep on, and we keep on, and it gets worse and worse and worse. We get further out of alignment. Then we can get stuck in that trap of excuses. Excuses lead to pain, but adjustments will always lead to wholeness. If there's an area of our lives, spiritually or relationally today, that we need wholeness in, that we need restoration in, we're only a small adjustment away to seeing God do a big reward and do a big thing in our lives and bring restoration and bring wholeness and make those things turn around in our lives. But the question then is this, is that if we avoid making excuses and we begin looking at the adjustments that we need to make in our life, how do we actually make the adjustments? We know when we're out of alignment. That's kind of easy most of the time for us. And we know when we're making excuses about things and, and we're procrastinating about them. But how do we actually start to see those adjustments lead us into the big things that God has for us? To me, it's simple. It's this. is When we stop trying to fix it ourselves... And we get to a place where we start listening to what God is speaking to our heart. Whether it's the Holy Spirit just speaking something to our heart, or it's through a mentor, or through a friend, or through a spouse. So many times we just need to take our hands off. But we're so used to putting our hands on things, trying to do things in our very own strength. Because we've probably done it so many times before, but this time might be different. There's just a little bit too much pain, and we've gotten a little bit too out of alignment. But the way that we start making those adjustments is this, is we stop trying to fix it ourselves, and we start listening to the voice of God and to the counsel in our lives. And many times, intervention comes before an adjustment's made. In David's life, he had Nathan come to him. In my life, I had, I had my wife come to me and say, hey, time out, buddy. You're not going to the gym anymore, <laughs> right? You need to chill out on that because i got two boys. This is a lot of work. Like, two different stories. Mine was about spending less time at the gym. David had a whole other scenario, right? A much bigger problem on his hands. But nonetheless, it's one of those things that sometimes God will bring somebody into our lives just to confirm the thing that we already know because we just do need that nudge. We do need that little extra bit of courage. We need that person in our life to say, hey, I'm listening to you. Here's what I see. Here's why I think it will fix it. What is God speaking to your heart about it? And that's what Nathan did. Nathan so kindly showed David the adjustment he needed to make by just sharing a simple story, a simple parable with him where David realized that in the moment, you're right, I have gotten off track with that. Our relationships are the very thing that help us make the adjustments. For me, I went to a chiropractor, right? I I sought out professional help, a, a physician to help bring healing back to my body, to make small adjustments, to get back to normal again. So much of the time, we just want to get back to our old selves, back to normal again when the pain has gotten to be so much. For me, a relationship with my wife, speaking to my heart in a kind way, I was able to make an adjustment. For David, he had a mentor in his life that spoke to his heart. 
to make an adjustments. It is the relationships in our lives, and especially our relationship with God, that's going to cause us and lead us into making those small adjustments so that God can do a big thing. And the end of the story with David is this. David repents to God. He realizes the small adjustment that he needs to make. And in the process of time, he loses his son. He has a lot of grief. But God blesses him with a new son. Somebody that we're all familiar with, probably Solomon. Goes on to be the wisest, most richest man the world has ever seen. God blesses him with the promise at the end of that. God takes something that is so broken and so painful and so out of alignment, goes right through all the excuses and brings restoration and wholeness, all because David did something simple with his mouth. He came before the Lord in the posture of his heart, told the Lord, I know I've made a mistake. Forgive me, Lord. I'll make this adjustment. And God was waiting the whole time and even loved David so much that he sent Nathan into his life that he would make that small adjustment because God had so much more for him to do. God had such bigger plans for him. He had such a big reward on the other side of that obedience, on the other side of that adjustment. It is the relationships in our life that we need to help keep us accountable into making those tweaks and those adjustments. So after we make those adjustments, there's only one thing left to do, and that is this. Enjoy the reward. On the other side of every single adjustment that we make that God prompts our heart with, there is greater peace and there is greater joy. Every time God speaks to our heart about making a tweak or change, it's all because He wants greater peace and He wants greater joy in His life. Excuse me, in our lives. And as we do that, we'll become whole again. We'll see God's restoration in our lives. How do I know that? We look at the life of Peter. Peter denied Christ three times. A lot of us look at that and you say, not me, not ever me. That that seems so bad to deny Christ three times. Yet, he made a small adjustment. And Jesus came to him, he said, Peter, you are the one that I will build my church upon. If you don't believe me, ask Paul. Paul was persecuting Christians, killing Christians. He made a small adjustment as God visited him one day and told him an adjustment to make. And God used Paul to write two-thirds in the New Testament. If God can do it for Peter, if God can do it for Paul, if God can do it for me to make a small adjustment and bring wholeness and healing to my life, God can do it for you too. There is a big reward on the other side of these things that God has spoken to our hearts because God is greater than any excuse, big or small. And God is greater than our procrastination. Even if we know that we need to make a change and we have been self-treating for weeks and months and all these different things and we're trying to handle it ourselves, God is greater than that. We see that in David's life that God was just waiting on him and that seemed like such a big deal probably to most of our problems in here today. But if we'll simply make those adjustments, so much times it's just a posture of our heart turning and coming to God and saying, I'm laying it down. I need you to pick it up, God. And God will bring healing and He will bring restoration and He will bring wholeness so that we can be our best and so that we can be our best for Him and reach the people that God's called us to so that we can be whole again. Because when you are broken, it is hard to bring life into the life of somebody else. But God is just waiting upon our words. He is waiting upon us laying it down where we stop trying to fix it ourselves. And we just start to begin to listen to the adjustments that He has spoken to our hearts.
And I promise you that on the other side of those adjustments, you will see promises fulfilled. On the other side of our obedience, there is always a miracle. For me, I made an adjustment when my wife came to me and said, you need to make an adjustment here. And I'm so glad I did. Because I cannot even explain to you the reward that I get to enjoy because I made time for family. I made time for wholeness. That I get to play with my baby boy who is my favorite on a regular basis. Last night he got a lightsaber. We're running through the house fighting with each other and playing with each other. And I get to do that because I woke up. And I made an adjustment when God spoke through somebody to me, just like God spoke through Nathan to David. And I made that small tweak. And now I'll get to enjoy day after day and week after week of seeing such joy in my life and such peace in my life and such goodness and such love in my home all because I made a small adjustment. And whatever it is God is speaking to your heart today, whether that adjustment is relationally, whether that adjustment is physically, spiritually, whatever it is, I want to encourage you. It's worth it. I want to encourage you, if you've been sitting on it for a while, seek out godly counsel. Take time to pray and ask God to speak to your heart. And as soon as you do, you'll be on your way to sing the big reward in your life. Amen. Let's pray together today. Father, we come before you today and we just thank you for your voice in our lives. Whether that's you speaking directly to our hearts today or that's you bringing somebody across our path to give godly counsel. Father, our heart is to see our lives whole and restored and transformed, to see our homes whole and transformed, Lord. Father, I thank you you speak to our hearts today, areas that we've gotten out of alignment, that the tension has turned into pain, that you show us the areas that we have made these small excuses in. And Father, I thank you that by your Spirit, you give us the strength to make those small adjustments because as we do Father I know that you are there waiting just like you were there for David with a promise ready to be fulfilled Father we thank you for that we receive that today Father we give you our hearts we lay our hands down we pick up your strength we listen to your voice and we thank you that as we do you are bringing transformation and restoration into our lives. And Father, before we end in prayer today, I just want to give an invitation to anybody here that if you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you say, I need to hear the voice of God. There are some adjustments in my heart I know I need to make, but I need His voice. I need His hand to touch it, and I've never accepted Him as my personal Lord and Savior. I want to invite you, you can do that today. We'll pray a prayer together in just a moment. If you will, just lift your hand all over this place. Thank you for those hands. Or maybe you're in here today and you say, I have just gotten off track. I've gotten out of alignment. There is pain in my life in one area or another. Maybe it's several areas. And you're like, I need the touch of a physician. I need the touch of our healer, Jesus. And I want to recommit to him 
my heart today. I want to make those adjustments so I can see the big things and the big rewards that God has for me. And I just want to commit that thing to God today. If that's you, you can just raise your hand. We'll pray for you as well. Thank you for those hands. Let's just all repeat this prayer together today. Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you that he went to the cross and died for me. And on the third day, he rose again. I thank you today. I'm forgiven of my sins. I'm healed. I'm restored. And you are my Lord and Savior. And today I commit anew to you, Lord. I give you those small things in my life that I need to adjust. And Father, I commit to make those changes. And I just declare now I'm going to receive your big rewards for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can... Lift your heads up. Thank you so much for allowing me to share that word with you today. I know it spoke to my heart. I hope it spoke to your heart as well. We got a couple quick announcements before we dismiss you today. If you did pray a prayer today for the first time, you made a decision for Christ or recommitted your life, you can text the word decision to 313131. Or if you need prayer for anything at all, you can text the word prayer to that same number. And the last thing, the biggest thing is this. Pastor Joel's back here next Sunday at the 830. We're kicking off a brand new series. It's called From Hurt to Whole. This has been something big on his heart for a while. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you're here next Sunday. Bring somebody with you or invite them. Check it out online. Thank you all so much for being here today. We'll see you next weekend. You are dismissed. I just wanna move you What moves you I just wanna